Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. We want to pray, if you would, if you feel like it, comfortable with it, gather around the front. We're going to pray together. We want to pray especially for Brother Jim McKinney needs a touch from the Lord tonight. Let's pray especially for Brother Thompson needs a touch from the Lord tonight. And uh, talked to the family earlier today. Sister Myers is in desperate need of a miracle from God. We know a God that is a miracle worker. We serve a God that is a miracle worker. Let's just believe the Lord to do a work right now. Come on, everybody together. God, we love you today. We thank you today, God. We worship you today, Savior. You see these needs that we bring before You right now, God. I pray that You would move. I pray, Lord, that You would heal, that You would deliver, that You would set free the captive today. God, open up the windows of heaven in this house tonight. Lord, as we come together to worship, to praise, to lift up Your mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's magnify the Lord together right now. Give Him some praise. Give Him some glory. Give Him some honor that He deserves tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
glory to God. Hallelujah.
to be in church. Hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone that's here. Want you to know you're welcome. Brother Scott, we're glad you're in church with us tonight. Hallelujah. We have Christy West, Brother Jacob's sister. We're glad you're in church with us tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we're proud that we can feel the presence of God. And every petition and every need that's here, He's more than able. We got a Brother Malcolm Seal has taken a turn for the worst and needs a miracle. But our God is a miracle working God. I want to pray for Rodney uh, Wrist, I believe that's said his name. All right. And Sister Edna Cook, I want to pray for her. Jimmy McKinney, I want to remember him. Sister Myers, pray for her. And all that are sick, not able to be in church. Keep praying for Pat if you would. And we know a God that is a miracle worker, and we want to invite him in this service tonight. Ask him to have his way. Let's love him, church. God, we love you. We praise you. God, we magnify your name. We lift up your name. Magnify you, God. God, you're a miracle working God. Every petition, every need, God, you more than able. Ask you, God, to have your way in this service. Have your way in this service tonight, God. Thank you for our 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 Lord. We praise you. God, we lift up your name. We magnify your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Seated. The brothers come bring the offering pans, and Brother East is Brother John's going to get ready to sing for us, and then Brother Justin is going to sing after Brother John. We're going to have good church. Glory.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Justin's getting ready. He's going to sing. But let me ask you, do you think that that bass player looks so much better tonight during our song service? I'm telling you. <laughs> Brother Justin, sing, sing, sing. So many times I question certain, certain things I could not understand. Many times in trials, the weakness blurs my vision. My frustrations get so wild. Then I am reminded I've never been forsaken. Never had to stand one test alone. And as I look at all the victories, your spirit rises up in me. But it's through the fire my weakness is made strong. You never promised that the cross would not give heavy and the hill would not be hard.
lift our hands and worship Him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Come on, let's entertain the presence of the Lord right now. Why don't everybody lift your hands toward heaven. Let's worship Him together right now. In the name of Jesus, we praise You. We worship You, God. We magnify Your wonderful name. Thank You, Lord, for Your Spirit, Your presence, Your power, Your anointing, Your glory that we can feel in Your house tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands under the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. I worship You, Lord. I worship You, Lord. I praise You, Lord. Just a few more moments. Let's take some time and praise God. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and praise. Glory and honoring God tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Holy Ghost. We worship you, O God. We magnify Your great name, Your great name, Your great name, Your mighty name, Your powerful name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's always good to be able to feel the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And when I come to the house of the Lord, I'm glad that I have an opportunity to praise Him to worship Him, to magnify Him, to lift up His name. And then when I do that, 
Amen. When I start praising the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost presence, it just comes down. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You can return to your seats if you can. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Amen. So thankful to have uh, Brother Jacob's sister with us today. Amen. Glad that she's in the house of God with us. Amen. I'm glad I'm in church today. You can be seated for a few moments. And uh, so thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, allowing us to be in His house to glorify His great name. We want to remember those who are unable to be here tonight. We welcome all of you that are joining us on the broadcast. Do your best to have church along with us. I pray that you have been doing that and uh, ask you to continue to do that. Get your Bible out. We're going to have a Bible lesson tonight and uh, just join in together with us. And everyone that is sick, let's pray that God would heal, work a miracle in their bodies. We know a God that is able. Amen. We know a God that can and we know a God that will. Hallelujah. We know a God that will. He hears and answers the prayers of His people. He hears and answers the prayers of His people. Amen. Amen. Remember, due to the holiday, that there will be no midweek service. Uh, the next service here will be Sunday morning. And uh, so I pray that everyone would be safe. Uh, be very careful. This is a very dangerous time uh, to be doing anything, really. And um, so be careful for all of those people that like to celebrate in the wrong direction, the wrong way. They celebrate in the wrong way, and then they get on the highway and drive the wrong direction. And uh, so I pray that God's hand of protection be over the church family and our families today. And uh, keep us through these holidays. We get through one and then another one is the next week. And uh, so everyone be safe. Be with your families. I know I know we're living in crazy times. And um, I think I made mention of this during Thanksgiving. They were telling us that we don't need to be with our families. And maybe you could be with your family at Christmas time. And uh, I was reading the other day where Dr. Fauci said we need to sacrifice Christmas and don't be with your families on Christmas. But get together with your families. Amen. I, 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 don't, I don't think anything is safe, but, but we need to take the time and the opportunity that we have that God has allowed us. And uh, be thankful for the things that God has blessed you with. And uh, we can say, oh, we're going to wait. We're going to wait to a different time. We're going to wait a few weeks. Well, this might be the new norm, and we just need to go on with the new norm and live life and uh, pray for God's hand of protection and and uh, do the best we can. So be safe. Uh, see you back here again uh, Sunday morning, the good Lord willing. And we want to pray especially for Sister Myers. Ask the Lord to give her a miracle in her body. She is in dire need of a miracle. And uh, we pray that God would do that. And Brother Thompson needs a miracle from the Lord. And Brother Strevel, Brother Mefford, they made mention of Brother Seal. 
And uh, so let's remember those requests. Remember tonight following the service, there will be a meal provided over in the gym. Everyone is welcome. If you'd like to give a donation, it's free of charge. But if you would like to give a donation, there's a place to do so. And uh, we want everyone to come over and and uh, I'm sure they got enough enough food to feed everybody in here a couple of times. So you won't get it any better, and you won't get it any cheaper anywhere else in town, and you won't get any better fellowship. And uh, I'm going to do my best not to run anybody off tonight while we're over at the gym and make you feel welcome. I don't want you to feel like that we don't want you in there, <laughs> like some restaurants that I've been to after church. But anyway, I I do feel something I have felt uh, for, I guess, the last week. And um, I, I was visiting with uh, a brother, and this subject come up. And uh, what I am talking about tonight has nothing to do with our conversation. I was already planning on this, and uh, it happened a few days before that. But I... I think it's 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 odd and um, it's very uncomfortable. I, I told Brother Duplessy, I said, "There's what I preach this morning is uncomfortable for a pastor because you're always scared that someone would take what you're saying out of context and and uh, act in a crazy far out way with with the moving in the presence of God, and so you want to be very careful." And then tonight, tonight, what I have, I said I have two very uncomfortable subjects for a pastor, but um, I feel like it is necessary. And uh, I want to talk to us tonight about the importance, the importance of giving. And uh, I'm going to deal with some things tonight that maybe would help us, that that would help us to be blessed. Because to be blessed, you've got to be a blessing. God can't bless closed fist. He don't bless closed hearts. You have to open up your heart to receive the presence of the Holy Ghost. And uh, then you have to open up your hands for the blessings of God. When you hold your hands up, it's uh, glorifying and surrendering to God. And uh, I've heard people say, oh... You lift your hands up like this, it makes a funnel where the glory of God can come down. That might be true, but when you lift up your hands, you're sending praises up. You've got to send praises up before the glory comes down. That's just God's way. That's not my way. That's God's way. If you have your Bibles, let's stand. Turn to Malachi chapter number 3. Malachi chapter number 3. And... Um, We'll get into the Word of the Lord. It'll be more of kind of teaching tonight. And uh, um, <clears throat> so I'll probably be a little slower. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just in a slow mood this weekend. I don't know. But I tell you, I did feel the presence of the Lord in the service this morning. And I feel like that God talked to us and God wants to do a work for us. And God wants to use somebody. God wants to use somebody in this place, and you need to allow yourself to be used of God. Seek after that, that good gift from God. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10, the Bible says, Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, 
that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your blessings, for your touch, for your help tonight. I pray, God, that you would help me to deliver your word like you would have me to. I pray, Lord, that you would open the minds, the hearts, the spirits of your people to hear, to receive, to respond, to accept God and help us all to be a doer of the word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture to all of us today. It may not be one that is taught on or preached about often because I say that every time... A preacher brings up this subject. There's some people that has an idea that the preacher just wants more money. That's not the case. That's not the situation. And that is never the situation with a real preacher. Amen. Because God takes care of His people. But the fact is that we as individuals, if we skip over these things in the Word of God, we lose the blessing plan of God. Because this is God's blessing plan. Before, and I've, I've heard people that, that said, oh, the preacher makes too much money, or the preacher's too blessed, or the preacher has this, or the preacher has that. Not here, of course, that's in other places, but, but, um, it was like, like Brother Duplissy one time, he, he was driving a car, and very nice car, and, uh, he had a clergy sticker on the back of the car, and he stopped at, I think, a convenience store or a roadside park or something while he was traveling. He got out of the car and a guy uh, was standing there and looked at him. He said, wow, said a preacher driving a car like that. And um, he said, of course, he's pretty witty, a lot quicker than I would be. It would kind of embarrass me. But he said, yeah, he said, most people know what their preachers were. So <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. Most people's preacher, they want to keep poor and, and, uh, on skid row somewhere and barely getting by and barely able to pay their bills. But God's preacher, God doesn't have it like that. And, uh, I have no complaints in serving God. God has taken care of me. God has provided for me. And one reason why I learned this principle at a very early age. I was taught this principle by my parents that lived by this same principle. And uh, when I moved to Silsby, I was taught this by Brother and Sister Duplessy that taught me. I was had the privilege to be uh, raised and mentored by two people, or, or actually four individuals that believed this with their whole heart, that were very giving people, giving 
not just to God, but to everybody and the work of God and the kingdom of God. With time, with finances, with things that no matter what it was or no matter what the need was. I can remember, I can remember, um, uh, years ago when I was living there in Stuttgart, there was a guy that was across the street and he was at this little snack shack deal and he was eating and a guy come in that needed some money, I guess, to get his transmission fixed or something. And uh, the guy told him, he said, well, look, right across the street, right across the street is that, that Pentecostal church, and there's a pastor there by the name of Buddy Looper. You go over and he'll give you whatever you want. He's always giving stuff away. And uh, so I feel like sometimes I have uh, something wrote on my forehead that says, ask me for money. Because when I get out of the car at the mall, there'll be somebody there. When I get out of the car at the restaurant, there'll be somebody there. And uh, I, I try to help as much as I can. But there is a principle that God has set in order. That is God's plan from the very beginning of time. When He started, when He started uh, the Mosaical Law and putting His people together, even before then, Abraham, Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek. And so, even before then, God's people was finding out the principle of giving. And then you find it on through the law of how God set it into order. But these are some things I want to bring out to you tonight that the Scripture says, first of all, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse that it is talking about in Malachi chapter 3, the storehouse in Israel was the temple and cities of the Levites, which was the ministry. But in the church, it would be considered the place where one receives his spiritual help and spiritual direction, where his gospel needs are supplied and where he meets his responsibilities in the work of God evangelizing the world and supporting the ministry. That there may be meat in mine house. That there may be meat in my house. The purpose of the tithe, bringing the tithe and the offering, is to support in, in, in the time that it was to support the priesthood and the work of God in general. And you can find this also in 1 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verses number 7 through 14. And God says, prove me now. Here God is challenging the men to prove Him regarding the rewards of tithing and offerings. That He would, if you would do your part, that God would open up the windows of heaven... For rewards of tithing. This is in Malachi where we have read in 10, chapter 3, verses number 10 through 12. This is meat in God's house. No lack of means of money to carry on His work. To where there is finances for the operation of the church. The second thing is opening up the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing so uh, uh, the great God of heaven, that there will be room enough, uh, that there will not even be room enough for us as individuals to receive all that God has done for us. And it says uh, that, that if you would do this, God would rebuke 
and uh, the devourer of your soul so that he will not destroy your crops and your fields. That this is a protection of your job and your um, your living. That that in recognition of God's blessings by all men, that no matter where you go, that you will be recognized of blessed and highly favored of God. Amen. God's plan is not a get-rich-quick program. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's not, oh man, everybody's going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But God's plan is if you will give Him the first fruits that belong to Him, that there will always be enough to go through that week or that, that week, that month or that year when you are giving God the first fruits of, of your labor. That the storehouse, and this, this is, this is what, this is what is happening in the world that we live in today. People have Many different means that they give and they fund this project and they fund that project. Some of them are religious and some of them are non-religious. But I want to tell you that if you want to be blessed of God, your, your giving has to come in first to the storehouse. It doesn't matter what missionary sends you a text. It doesn't matter what missionary sends you an email or who you are connected with on Facebook or Instagram. If you want to be blessed of God, it's got to come into the storehouse which you are part of and that you are a member of. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do it my way. No, you can't do it your way and be blessed. You must do it God's way. It has to be. Now, now you can give to whoever you want to. But don't think that it's going to bring the blessings of God on you. Because first it has to come into the storehouse before it can ever be blessed. I, I think about how that people give in the world today. They give to different organizations. And, and you know, there, there is some things that we don't make good decisions on in finances. Anybody ever made a bad financial decision? Anybody ever invested in something that, that went downhill? Man, you invested in something that, that was going to pay off and you was going to get a big payday and right before the payday it seemed like it crashed. And uh, so there, there is so many different avenues that, that people invest in and they try, they try to, to get their, their return on on, and, and that is all well and good. But I want to tell you, there is a plan that will not fail. They have taught me from an early, early age that you cannot outgive God. How big is a storehouse of heaven? How great is the windows of heaven? Now they tell me that, that heaven has streets that are made with gold. Anybody check the price of gold an ounce lately? The streets are made with it. If the streets are made with it, there's plenty of financial blessings to go around for everybody. Amen. So the best financial plan that you can have is first giving to the kingdom of God and to the work of God and doing your part for the kingdom of God. I think about all the things that people invest in. 
And people want things and people desire things and, and people make foolish decisions. I tell you, the craziest decision you can make is go buy a new car. I do it quite often. But that's a foolish decision because that's a, that's a losing, losing game right there. It don't matter how long you argue with them. It doesn't matter how long you push them in the corner. It doesn't matter how long you wrestle with them. When you walk out, they got the best of you every time. Because that big building that you come out of, you know how they built that? On your money. That's the way they built it. And uh, I've, I've, I've made a few of those bad decisions in my life, and I've, I've seen people make bad decisions. In fact, I, I just witnessed somebody making a bad decision. I just seen somebody that had a car that their daddy had paid for. They didn't owe a dime on it. They didn't have to put tires on it. They didn't have to fill it up with gas. They didn't have to pay the insurance on it. And it was a new car. And they went and traded it off on a different car that now they have to pay the insurance and they have to pay the note on it. I said, okay, you can do it. You can do whatever you want to. You're making a bad decision. But you will learn by those decisions because daddy's not paying for this one. This one is yours. It's going to be in your name, not my name. And so I, I look at, but you know, we do foolish things sometimes. And the most foolish thing that you can do in life is try to get by without doing what God has commanded us to do. So that young lady, she might look good riding around in the car, but she is dead broke. And so the foolish thing that you would do in life is try to rob God. And God's Word said, how did we rob you? And He said, in your tithe and offerings. I want to tell you the kingdom of God is so much bigger than what we are and what we, what we do and what we see and, and the work that, that we just have at our fingertips. When you get into the blessing plan of God and what God wants you to do. If you come to a church that preaches to you the book of Acts message of salvation. That it tells you that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And when they tell you that, that to be saved you have to repent of your sins. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You have to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it tells you in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 38 and 39, that this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You have a storehouse to bring your things into. That when you bring it in and it starts going out, that God multiplies and blesses you abundantly. He opens up the windows of heaven. I think about people that give. And this, this is, this is what I think, I think that the children of God needs to get the concept of. And I tell you this, this is going to happen in my life. That, 
that my, my children, if I leave anything behind, whatever I leave behind, it's going to be required of them to pay tithe on what I leave behind. Because when I'm gone, the kingdom of God, I want it to be pushed on a little further down the road. You say, oh, that's foolish. And I, I was just reading some things and, and this is, this is a small school to be compared, but it's something very close to us that maybe we can identify with. Lamar University football. They wanted to start the football team back up. In order to do so, they had to get donations to rebuild and remodel the football field. In 2008, Provost Humphreys gave $3 million to the football project. And Walter and Sheila Humphrey gave another $1 million on top of that. In 2009, Dan Smith and his family gave $6 million to the project. In 2010, Education First Credit Union gave a million dollars. In 2010, Morgan Charitable Foundations gave an undisclosed amount. And I promise you on that li- to get your name on that list, you had to give a pretty good undisclosed amount to the project. This was just where they could start football. This is not what is donated to the school on a yearly basis. If they could do that, that says, oh, they are benefiting the educational program. And I want to tell you, because they have those donations don't mean that you go to school there for free. You pay for that too. And and they they did this to where they say, oh, they're making a difference in our community. What better difference can be made in a community than a one-God, apostolic, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost church? Amen. We feed the hungry. We clothe the ones that don't have any clothes. We bring them in. We don't just give them a fish and feed them for a day. But we give them something that will change their life forever. Amen. Let me tell you, church, we need to buy in to the blessing program that God has in store. Amen. Amen. I, I was, I, I, I'm reminded of a few years ago, um, they was telling us that, that some of Brother Duplessis wealthy, uh, uh, kin folks, which they don't have anything to do with us, but they they gave an entire ranch to the Catholic Church, and uh, right up there toward Jasper, and the people that I, I, I was I would think it was Harvard University that has something like fifty uh, billion dollars. That, that has been given to them because they are educating people, because they, they make donations to this foundation and this school that, that is bettering the world. Well, what they're doing, they're teaching them a liberal philosophy that's pretty much destroying the world. But I want to tell you today, what better, what better thing to promote and to give your life and your resources to than it is the kingdom of God. 
You say, oh man, he just, just, no, no, I want you to get the concept of what, what you can do even after you're gone. And how God can bless through you, through you. And, and, and if, if, I, I want to tell you anything that I have, I told my kids, I said, I said, if you're, if I have anything left, when it gets my time to go. If you're not living for God, and you're not living a clean and holy life, I'm not giving you one thing that God has blessed me with. It'll all go to the church, and it'll all go to missions. It'll all go to promote this gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, oh, that's crazy, that's foolishness. No, no, because I've bought in to the blessing plan of God that you cannot outgive God. That you can't outdo God. God will open up the windows of heaven. Amen. And God will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. God does not require His people to be the downtrodden of society. Amen. That's a lie from the devil. You don't have to be poor to be be filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be down and out and down on your luck if you're living for God. No, God wants you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. God wants to bless His people. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 13, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. Amen. That sounds like the blessings of God. But before you can be blessed, you've got to be part of the blessing plan of God. That God, I'm going to bring my increase into the storehouse. I'm going to open up my hand where you will open up the windows of heaven and pour me out a blessing that I cannot contain. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. He said, I want you to be the head and not the tail. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 3, it says, Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Amen. It sounds like God wants to do abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Amen. If we understand that God just wants us to give our first to Him. And God wants us to bring it into the house of God. And say, here I am, God. Here it is, God. You take it however big or however little it is. And you bless it. You multiply it. And you pour it back out. Amen. Amen. God wants to bless His church. Amen. God wants to do a work for His church. Amen. God, you see all of this that is built here on this, I can't remember exactly how many acres it is, but, but somewhere around 13 to 15 acres that God has blessed us here. Amen. It's not because what too many of us right here has done. Most of them has gone on to receive their reward. There's still a few that is around. But you know what happened? People bought into God's plan. 
people bought into God's plan. And they gave. And so what we need to do, we don't need to sit back and say, okay, everything's paid for, everything's done, everything's beautiful, everything's nice. No, no, no. We need to leave the next generation, these little guys, amen, something that they can say, hey, mom and daddy bought into the plan. The saints of God bought into the plan. So I'm going to leave something for the next generation. Amen. It keeps going on and on and on and on. On and on and on. There's people in Africa that's eating tonight because you bought into the plan. There's people in Haiti that's eating tonight because you bought into the plan. There's people in, in Brazil that the gospel is being preached to because you bought into the plan. Amen. It's the plan of God. Amen. There's people in Honduras tonight that has a gospel preached to them right now because you bought into the plan. Amen, 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 that you should be the head and not the tail. God don't, don't, don't intend on you being on the bottom rung of the ladder. Amen, if anybody's gonna get a promotion at work, it ought to be a saint of God. If anybody's gonna get a raise at work, it ought to be the saint of God. Amen. If anybody's going to climb the ladder of success, it ought to be a child of God. Amen. I want to tell you, if you put your faith and confidence in God, amen, like one, like one preacher said, he said, you can't lose with the stuff I use. Amen. You can't lose with the Holy Word of God that says if you'll do it, God will do it. If you'll give it, God Amen. What happens if you invest in the kingdom? What will, what will take place if you invest in the kingdom? That what we have will continue on long after we are gone. Haggai chapter 1 and verses number 5 and 6 says, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sworn much and bring, or you have sown, excuse me, sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You are clothed, but you are not, there are none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. That's what happens to people that refuse to buy into the blessing plan of God. That you say, oh, I've got to pay all my bills before I can give to God. No, no, no. You pay God His part and God will increase enough that you can pay everything that you need to pay. Amen. Can anybody testify to the fact that there's always meal in the barrel and there's always oil in the cruise? Amen. 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 I've told this before here and I'll tell it again. A preacher was telling his story about how they were really going through hard times and, and, uh, it was difficult times and, and, uh, didn't, didn't have 
Well, let me, let me back up. Let me go to another story. There was a man in, in Arkansas in the church there that was going through difficult times. This is a little more easier to believe. So get you fixed up for the one that's going to be unbelievable. Amen. He, he was going through difficult times and, and uh, somebody took up an offering and, and uh, he didn't have much money, but he gave what he had to give. And he prayed, God said, you're going to have to bless me. You're going to have to do something, God, because I don't have money to make it through the week until payday is coming around. Amen. So he gave what he was able to give in the offering. He said the next day he went out to his mailbox and there was a blank envelope in the mailbox. And he opened it up and it had a $100 bill in it. Amen. That helped him on through the day. I think it was about three days in a row consistently that there was a hundred dollar bill. You say, oh, somebody put it in there. Oh, you're probably right. But God had to move on somebody's heart to do it. Amen. God will bring it where you can't expect it. God will bring it when you don't know where it's coming from. Amen. Because that's just the way God works. Amen. 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 You can't be stingy with God. I'm reminded of another man. They were taking up an offering. Actually, my daddy was taking up an offering for a, a home mission church in another town, uh, Brinkley, that they were trying to start. And they were over there trying to raise money. And uh, there was a guy from the church there in Stuttgart there. And uh, he had he had the money to give. And daddy told him, said, uh, you know, you think I'm bad. He'd stand you up like Brother Duplass and say, hey, you're giving this much. And you just give that much. But, but uh, he said... Give $50 in the offering tonight. And that guy, boy, he, uh, oh man, I, I can't give $50. Daddy said, I know you got it and you can give it. And he refused to get it. Daddy told him, he said, God will get it from you before you get it home. That night, he got a ticket. You know how much the ticket cost him? $50. He come back to church. He said, oh, Brother Looper. He said, I should have listened. I'd have much rather give it to you, to the church than I would the state of Arkansas. But God is going to get it. He will have you putting money in holes until you learn a lesson that it's just going out the bottom. You try to stuff it full and it just runs right out the bottom. Why? Because you haven't got you haven't got into what God is trying to get through to you. That the first, the first, everybody say the first, the first goes to God. Amen. So here, here this, this preacher, he was having this difficult time and, and uh, he said he, at the bank he had a safe deposit box. Now, if you know anything about a safe deposit box, everybody can't get in a safe deposit box, and you have to have the right instructions. And and uh, I don't I don't even guess the banker can just go in there and open it any time he wanted to. But he said he had a safe deposit box. He said he don't know what he had it for. He didn't have anything to put in it, but uh, he was needing a blessing from God, and he just felt like I go I go look in my deposit. Box and said he went in there and said he opened that deposit box in the bank and he said there was a crisp $100 bill there. Now this was years ago. This was like in the 60s when a $100 bill would buy you something. And he said, man, he said, I went outside and I was shouting 
and dancing all the way to my car. He said the next week, he said, I went in there on Monday morning. He said, and I peeked in that deposit box. He said, there was another hundred dollar bill in there. He said, I shouted all the way to the car. He said, every Monday morning when the bank opened, I was standing at the door. And every time I went in, there was a hundred dollar bill. Crisp and clean. Looked like it was brand new. Don't know where it come from. Don't know how it got there. Amen. But you know what he did? He gave his first fruits to God. And when the chips were down, God rained down manna from heaven. It works. It works. It works. It works. It works. Amen. Amen. Don't try to put your money in bags with holes in it. God wants to bless you, but you got to put it in God's hand before God will bless you. God will bless you that, that if your washing machine quits, God can fix the washing machine. Amen. God is in the blessing business. Amen. The more, I, somebody, somebody was asking me a week or so ago, a young man was asking me, he said, what, what, this, this is a young man that's figured this out and God's blessing him. He said, uh, what if I want to pay, I want to pay more than 10% tithe? I said, you can't pay more than 10% tithe. Ooh, that kind of got some of you. The preacher don't want more than 10%. No. You can't pay more. You can give offering. <coughs> but tithing is 10% of the increase. And you can give offering, but you can't, you can't pay that. Why? Because God wants everybody bringing that part in just alike. Everybody gives the same percentage. Because God's going to pour out blessings. And God don't pour out blessings according to how much you're giving. God pours out blessings into the, the percentage that you're giving. You can't pay 11% tithe and you can't pay 8% tithe. It's not tithe until you get it down to what God says it is. It's 10% of the increase. Just drop that in on you. But, but anyway, so what, what do we want? What would it be? What would it be if apostolics, if apostolics would get the same, the same vision for the future that Catholics, Baptists, you know that, 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 uh, youth camp we go over to there, Acadian Baptist youth camp? You know they just built a new auditorium that cost, what was it, $3 million? You know where that money come from? Donations. I'm already 50 miles out to sea and I hit a bad stump right there. I think I knocked the, the motor clean off of the boat. I'm not about to take an offering. Y'all can relax. But you know where that come from? Because people, you know there's people that don't even attend this church that has bought into the blessing plan of God. 
I would say it like this. Some of them people that don't even attend is paying your way, but I'm not going to say that. But they have figured out that if I give, God's going to bless. What would it be if we, as apostolics, said, you know, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give to the mission fund. I'm going to give to the building fund. I'm going to donate to the church where they can do such and such, whatever, whatever the need is. I may not be able to do it when I'm living, but I can do it after I'm gone. I tell you, I, I had, I had an elderly gentleman. I don't know what made me do it, but it just frustrated me one day. And uh, he had a little insurance policy that wasn't very much at all. And he was wanting me to help him with that. And he was signing it over to some kids. And I said, you know, your kids don't come to see you. They don't care about you. Really, they didn't. Didn't come to see him. Didn't have nothing to do with him. I said, you know what you ought to do? You ought to give that to the mission field or something. Give it to the church or something. Where it can be used for something profitable other than somebody to go out and blow it on cigarettes or alcohol or Now, you may not, if you'll buy into that, I promise you God will pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. I, 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 was, I was reminded at, at uh, Brother Chris's daddy, Jim's funeral. I, I was impressed by, by uh, Pam when she got up to talk. She said, you know, so they wasn't always financially secure things were hard but she was taught from an early age and he was taught from an early age if you pay your tithe and give your offerings first god would bless it these are baptist people baptist people had had pentecostal preachers preaching this funeral but anyway said if we figured that out and through all of our life we always done that and when he left this world, they, they're pretty well set. God had blessed. You say, God, God blesses the principle. Amen. God will take what we have, what we can't control and make something unbelievable out of it. And I want to tell you today, if you will, if you will learn how to do that. And the church, church is doing good. There's no, no problems. And, and far as I know, everybody's doing well. That's, that's all good. I'm not talking about that. But, but I have visions and I have goals that, that things that, that we want to do. And things that maybe, maybe I, I have in the works that when I leave here, it may be done after I'm gone. I'm not going anywhere. Don't get your hopes up. But if, when I exit this world, that, that, that maybe it can be done. I may not ever see it come to pass, but I want to, I want to have things saved up and prepared where, where the work of God can go on and can prosper and can do well. But there is something that I have, that I have been struggling with for the last few months. And, uh, I've talked about it a little bit. I'm trying to find direction on it and, and uh, I've had some people tell me it's a good idea, and I've had some people tell me I've lost my mind, especially since I, I don't have um, too many children that's that age anymore. But I, I, feel, I feel the need, I feel the need 
that, that the church, I'm not a hundred percent that I'm going to do this, but I'm a hundred percent that I feel the need that the church needs to have a school for our children to attend where they don't have to go to these places to go get an education. And, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've always, I've always said I would never do it. And maybe if people was down on their knees begging, crying, and pleading, then I would do it. What I do not want to have, it's not a reform school. It will be a school where they can get a good education and be taught well. It's not a free ride. It will be done right. I promise you that. But I, 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 I'm just trying to, trying to figure it. And, and last week we were sitting over at the gym and something that kind of, kind of gripped me to make me want to feel like, yeah, you probably need to do something for the benefit of our, our children. And not just say it's not for my kids, but because I only have one that's in school right now, but it's for the next generation coming on. And, uh, to try to protect them to the best of our ability. They, they showed me some pictures last week when I was at the gym of a classroom at the high school. And I, I, I wish everybody in here, I tell you, if I wasn't a Pentecostal preacher, I would be the biggest activist they've ever seen. That's the way I'd make my living, is just being an activist. But, but I wish everybody would call the school district and complain. They have a school classroom. A lady has it decorated with all kinds of stuff, anti-America stuff. Has it decorated with, with Black Lives Matter stuff, which I believe Black Lives Matter, but I believe all lives matter. And I don't believe in that movement at all. But has it decorated with transgender things? Sister Jessica, we was talking in the office right before church, and she said that when the children do good, they always give them a tiger paw, I guess for the Sealsby Tigers. And it's always maroon. They said the last one they gave them was rainbow colors. That's the reason why I think it is a necessity that we try to provide a good environment for our children. But these things don't come cheap. Amen. It doesn't just happen. It happens. You have to have resources to make things happen. But before we can do anything, you as individuals, it doesn't matter how many pay school taxes. Pay school taxes? If you got property, you pay school taxes somewhere. Pay school taxes? Now, a lot of you don't have kids in school, do you? You pay them anyway, don't you? That's what I thought. If you find a way to get out of it, tell me. I'd like to get out of it myself. Because you still do that. But as a church, you have to buy in to it. You have to believe in it. You have to believe in the move that we're doing. You have to believe in the work that we're doing. And that goes with anything. You have to buy into the church. You can't promote something that you're not sold on. You can't believe in something that you're not dedicated to. You won't give your time. You won't give your money. You won't give your effort. You won't give your influence to something that you are not committed to. So I ask you, some way, somehow, ask God to help you get recommitted and reconnected with the church like never before. That the church becomes a center point of your life. The mainstay of your life. That everything else 
revolves around the church. Everything that I do, it's got to be, what's the church doing first? What's going on at the church first? How's the church doing about this first? And then let everything revolve around the church. And when you do that, and you start, you start buying into God's plan. See, that was all part of God's plan too. That when the children of Israel pitched the tents, they pitched their tents around the tabernacle in the wilderness. Where when they opened up the tent flap in the morning, the first thing they saw was their church. The church was in the middle. That needs to be the first thing that our children realize. And the first thing that they see is the church, the work of God. We need to promote the work of God. We need to believe in the work of God. We need to tell them how important the work of God is. That there is nothing else that's more important than the work of God. You say, oh, well, what's the point of having a Christian school if you send them to a Secular college. We give them a firm foundation that maybe by the time they're 18 or 19 years old, they're rooted and grounded in what they believe. I don't know. I had the privilege to go to a private school all my life. That's all I've ever known. And uh, don't judge everybody's education by mine. Some of them got a lot better education than I did. But uh, it's hard to teach a stubborn mule things. But, but I... I had that opportunity, but I look at what these kids deal with and some of the things that they tell me. I would have never made it. My life would have been in shambles. My life would have been messed up. I know what kind of teenager I was, and it wasn't a good teenager. My life would have been chaos, and it would have probably been so messed up that I'd have never been able to be used of God. Possibly saved, hopefully, but never been able to be used of God. But because someone had a vision, someone bought into the plan. This is how much my daddy believed in it. He said that he had closed the church before he had closed the school. Because it's a salvation and it's helping our children. We are, we are such a me society and such me oriented. And it's all about me to where we forget There's somebody following us. So I encourage you today. If you're having difficulties in your finances, put God first. If you're having difficulties in your home, put God first. If you're having difficulties in your job, put God first. And what you put God first, He said, go ahead, try me. God don't mind you putting Him to the test. You can say, okay, God, I'm going to put you to the test. God encourages us, try me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven. And I won't pour you out a blessing that you won't be able to contain it. It just keeps flowing over. The woman, the woman in the drought. That the prophet of God came to and she was gathering sticks. And he said, what you doing? She said, I'm going to go back and make a cake for me and my son. It's the last of the meal. It's the last of the oil. And then we're going to die. We're going to eat it and die. Boy, this was a cruel preacher. He said, do that but make me a cake first. Boy, that would have turned over some apple carts, wouldn't it? But God was setting an order 
It was not just for that time, boy, but it's for us today. God says, put me first. And she said, I'm going to die anyway. What's one more meal going to make a difference? And she went and did it. And when she went back, she looked in the meal barrel. I don't think it was ever full. I think there was just enough. She looked in the cruise of oil, and it was just enough. The next day, it was just enough. Through the whole drought, people were dying around her. People were starving around her. But there was always just enough. God knows how to prepare a way in the wilderness for His people. When you learn the plan of God. Let's all stand. Bring it into the storehouse. There there might be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive. Bring it in to the house of God and watch God bless what's left. God can take what's left and make it go further and do more than what you can do with it all in your hand. But you've got to learn the blessing plan of God. Amen. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing. Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing. i tell you something else that I'm going to be doing in the near future. Amen. We're going to build a big pavilion over here by where this, this playground is. And we're going to redo our playground. And uh, we're redoing the Sunday school room upstairs. Amen. It's all because people's caught on. And people believe in the blessing plan of God. Through all of this, all of this. You know, you know the government's been giving out money. And uh, they gave out money to, to non-profit organizations. And I had some preachers tell me, oh, man, you can do that. And I said, how can I do that? The people of God is giving more, doing more than they was before COVID ever hit. And how can I honestly ask for something from the government? Amen. Because people has found out. So when you see somebody that's being blessed... Don't say, oh, man, they got a new car. Say, hey, man, how'd you do that? How how did you work that out? They'll tell you, first of all, I got into God's plan. And when I got into God's plan, God started working things out where I could do more and have more. You gotta give to receive. You gotta be a blessing to receive a blessing. Amen. Thank you. I know this has been quite different today. Both services have been different, but I've really felt like talking about these and, and as as uncomfortable maybe as some of you were, you can rest assured I'm more uncomfortable talking about that. But, but if I don't talk about it, you don't get in the plan and the blessing stops. But maybe if I talk about it, I can encourage you to get in the plan and the blessings just come on. Amen. Give to God and God will give you back. Press down, shaken together.
pressed down some more and some more piled on top of it. Because that's the way God wants to do for his people. Remember, they're serving over at the gym. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a great time this week. Be very careful.